0: make sure that your mic is set to about 50 or 60 percent that way we have enough headroom so we don't clip out especially if we get hyped, because if we get hype it'll get loud
1: <laughs> i don't think we're gonna get hype you don't think so hyped. are you
2: serious you know, here's the thing you though. I-, I
1: don't we've never met Rebecca andres nice to meet you i don't think we've ever met oh,
2: oh yo never yeah met?
1: Yeah, we've never met.
2: How you
1: doing? Yeah, no. how you doing? this is this is this is the one and only
0: DJ Viv on the ones and twos right now.
2: I was gonna say, <laughs> okay, so seriously, like very few people. I will say this. Very few people in Ames do not know Abdul or DJ Viv. I gotta say that. You two are kind of <laughs> one of, you know, like you're kind of like the popular type. So Or yeah.
0: in, in my case, the infamous type.
2: Oh
3: <laughs> wow. the nah, the 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 working type.
0: <laughs> yeah, my name come up and 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 it's it's, it's followed by oh that negro's got to go.
3: <laughs> got to kick him out of He over there. He over there stirring up trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: My name come up in churches them. and people start saying prayers and speaking I in tongues. Oh, I get out
1: get
0: out. Greetings and what's good everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast. Featuring three friends from across the diaspora, exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Salvador.
2: And I'm Justina Kingy.
0: And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets.
2: Hi, soldiers. It's crazy to believe that our podcast has been airing for a little over a year now. We are so blessed to be on the journey of uncovering what it looks like to contend for justice. And we are glad that you are joining us for the ride. Okay, now onto to today's episode, y'all. Buckle up because we have a treat prepared just for you. We are honored to have one of our good friends, Vivica Dillard, and she's going to be dropping some major gems on today's episode. Originally from Chicago, Viv, also known as DJ Viv, has made a name for herself over the past several years, hosting events for some familiar names like Cory Booker and her Vice President Kamala Harris, amongst many others. In addition to event hosting, she's a passionate DJ and has had quite a few radio shows as well. Now fresh in her 30s, (laughs) whoop whoop, she's learning how to balance being a successful DJ being a great girlfriend and an even better follower of christ amen Let's go. on today's episode don't call me queer vivica will invite us into how she continues to navigate the intersection of her faith and sexuality welcome vivica
3: Thank you. That was a great introduction, y'all. Yeah, you're hey, we very welcome.
0: Carpet around
3: here.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Bad. We okay. are very excited. We're so excited to have you. So
0: one more thing, Viv. Where can folks find you if they want to find you? Do you want folks to find you on 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 the on the socials?
3: Yes. Hit me up on Twitter. Hey, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, underscore heavy. Um, if you really want insight to how I think about literally anything. Uh, Facebook is the family-friendly version of me and Instagram is the picture version of me. (laughs) Underscore hey Viv. Um, Yeah, just follow me. And if you want to, you know, I always take donations. So, Viv the DJ on Cash App Venmo, all of that stuff. Yes! (laughs) And if you want to hire a dope DJ. (laughs)
2: Boom! You want to hire a dope DJ,
0: you better, yeah. You better hit her up. Yeah.
2: So, Vivica, just take us on a journey here, you know, because I am positive that a good number of people listening today can personally relate to your story, or they know someone who does. How has your understanding of your sexuality evolved over the years? And how did you get to a place of being comfortable and open about it?
3: Um, so I've gotten to a point, um, because as I got as I've gotten older, um, I've realized that, as you get older, it's okay for your mind to change. as a human, as, it's just it's a part of the cycle. You just you don't get married to ideas, you don't get married to philosophies. like I feel like if you do, then you're you're studying your own growth. Um, mm-hmm. so um, growing up in church and like going from you know and just getting that freedom in college, that's where it started. So I could we could grow down, but that's where it started. The freedom that comes with college because you never experience anything like that. And, and so you get that. And then there's this constant conflict of, I know what I'm quote supposed to be doing because of what I do on Sundays, who I pray to on Sunday. You know what I mean? But what happens when X, Y, and Z, when I think she also looks good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it was always this, for me, the older I got, it was just really addressing the conflict and not really, not really calling it a conflict, but almost two things can be true.
4: Yeah. That's, hmm.
2: okay. Two things can be true. Can you say what those two things are? Two things can be true. You can be gay. And you can be a Christian.
3: Like you, you don't have to like waver in either. Um, you don't have to. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. You don't have to waver mm. in either. You don't have to sell your show, sell yourself short in either of those categories because of because of the other.
0: Right. Yeah. So just just that one statement for I'm sure for some of our listeners is right. already gonna make their head explode, melt, whatever it's gonna do, because those two statements are just for lots of folks completely incongruent. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but um, what I want to interject is listeners, you know, it it should probably go without saying. Um, but the conversations that we're that we're gonna have in this episode is gonna be all by way of education and not explanation. And what I mean by that is um I feel like one of the one of the things that seems to happen, for example, just I'll speak for myself from 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 other from other LGBTQ friends that I've talked to that are also Christians, um, A lot of people expect for them to give a like an explanation or a defense of themselves rather than Mm -hmm. just talking and explaining. So Mm -hmm. listeners just understand this won't be this won't be they've given a defense of herself. She's just explaining things from her from her, her, you know, her her perspective and her social location.
3: Yes, because I am not here this platform in the garage and you know what I mean at my mama house at church I'm super not here to explain because we don't um we don't share us as a society as as Christians us as people we don't express that same energy when it comes to heterosexuality so Mm -hmm. I am not gonna I'm not gonna be like the spokesperson for why why you know what I'm saying my why is my why I like who I like I'm a You get to leave it at that being straight. Why can't, why don't I get to leave it at that? Wow, You know what I'm saying?
2: Exactly. You know, and also our sexuality is a very personal uh, part of ourselves, you know, and we are not obligated to share the details because it's a very personal, intricate details of who we are. So we're not obligated to share those details with other people. So, yeah, very good.
1: All right, Vivica, um, in preparation for, for, these, for the episode, you mentioned that the biggest thing you wanted to share with our listeners was that your sexuality and your faith can coexist, and you already <laughs> mentioned uh, a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this of importance to you? Is it important to you? you? You said you didn't want to explain yourself, but can you expand a little bit on that?
3: It's important because I'm not the only person to have to defend why I'm a youth ministry leader and I am a woman and I have a girlfriend and I, because it's important that the kids that I'm ministering to know that it's okay. And, and that's just, that's an example, but that's a real life example. You know what I mean? So I am selling, I'm like really selling myself short if I don't, put it out there and it's not like to be like i'm not i'm not and this is no offense to anybody i'm not rocking the flag everywhere i go i'm not doing x y and z i'm not doing all of these different things but i'm still living in my truth right so if anybody wants to ask me if anybody wants to know like what's to me then you know I'm gonna hold my head up because I've always grown. I've always been raised like that. Like if you bold enough to do it, be bold enough, you know, stand on what you're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. That you, so I don't know, I don't know. We just met like a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and so a lot of folks won't know your story. Was, was there a time that you have to go through a journey to, to so Christianity and who you are, to exist that you have to go through, I don't know, for lack of a better word, a process. I hate using that word, but, or was that always clear in your mind?
3: Okay. Before I answer this. Okay. Was like the sexuality always clear in my mind?
1: Uh, Like the, when, when your sexuality and your faith coexisting Mm -hmm. was, was there a journey to get there? You know, cause Oh, absolutely. Okay. Can you, Talk a little bit about that?
3: And that's going back to what I originally said like that freedom in college. Okay. So it started with at 19, 21, 22, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is fun. You know what I mean? I'm doing this because I can, because I can get away with it. This is fun. But then 25 came and I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I'm still <laughs> sneaking around doing this and I'm like, mm. maybe it may like this. Who am I kidding? Who? Are- who am I who am I trying to lie to mm-hmm. am I trying to am I trying to convince somebody or myself that this is just mm. a fun thing or I actually I like men and women okay is that and that and that was the realization that I had to come to that um I was going to use some very dated vernacular so <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, it comes to just coming to terms with everything. And like I said, uh, two things can be true. Mm -hmm. And yeah, two things, because two things can be true. You are allowed to live in, what is it? Intersectionalities. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what intersection, isn't that what it is? Yeah. yeah. That's
1: that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so this is one of those episodes where in a way, we get to be on the other side because here we are mostly talking about our experiences, like in a way, teaching some folks, right
4: mm-hmm.
1: but it's it's us being us, and do you feel like sometimes you're in a like in a fishbowl like?
3: Like every all eyes on me
1: yeah, yeah does that does that come up for you
3: um when it as it pertains to my sexuality, no
4: okay,
3: and that's and that is because i don't I choose to just not put myself out there like that, okay, and everyone displays and practices and do every it does everything, you know what I mean, a certain type of way, and so it's not too is not to condemn anybody or talk bad on anybody who does it differently than me. But, um, because I don't want that, that fishbowl effect.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I just like, I mean, and it's not like, and it, as I'm saying that it's not to say like, I don't, I don't show PDA because of, um, I don't, I'm afraid that people are going to say, Oh, two women are kissing. no,
4: no, that's if who I, you
3: are. You know, right. And like yeah. if, if if that's what I want, like if I'm gonna hold my lady hand outside, I'm gonna hold my lady hand. If I want to give her a kiss outside, I'm gonna give her a kiss. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not like I'm not doing it like, hey, look at us. We're we're out loud and proud. Nah. It's just like how you you wanna hold your lady hand. You know what right. I'm saying? You wanna right. give your lady a kiss sometimes. It's right. just like
4: that.
0: Yeah. Well, and and uh, you know, I'll say like for me, just Well, not liking PDA like that in general, right? But then also being being in Iowa Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: being in an interracial couple, let's just say, right? People look at you sometimes like, so whatever is, quote, out of the normal, people just look at like, okay, so Uh what box do I put that in? And, right. and, and even even if it's not PDA, even if it's just us out being us, like, I mean, I could tell you a gang of stories. So just, just as a, for instance, just last week, we're at, we're at a restaurant having dinner and there is, there's, there, there's an older couple, it's me my wife, my 15-year-old son and my mother-in-law. And this, and this lady from this older couple, she's probably in her seventies, just kept staring Mm -hmm. Like just that, you know, that, that, that good old Iowa stare, Jack. I mean, just, just that. And then she, you know, she and her husband sitting next to each other and she holds the menu up to her face and is like, so that I can't see what she's like mouthing, but the menus up covering her whole face while she's doing this. Like, you know that I could see you, right? Mm -hmm. So, so so is that anything out of the ordinary stuff that just kind of, just kind of wows people out?
3: And also, like, living in Iowa, it's like certain places in Iowa, living in Ames, it's a very, well, Des Moines, too, it's a very, like, that out and loud and proud community is out and loud and proud. So, there really isn't any room for hate against the gay community. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's a good thing. So, people are able to be as, um what's the word I'm looking for, uh, flamboyant as they want to be. And that word, again, that word, we've allowed that word to have a negative connotation to it. But boy, you just, you know what I'm saying? But we're going by definition of the word. And people, man, woman, child, people are able to be in those spaces. It, living in the East Village in Des Moines, living, living in Ames, they're able to just really just be themselves. And it took me doing events, being super in the closet, and like, people, other people, like, nah it's something to her. I'm going to have her. I'm going to see if she could DJ this gay pride event. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm not telling everybody the type of event that I'm DJing. Mm. But then you get there, and it's like, this ain't bad. Like, I'm here. Like, we good. We chilling. Right. Like, I can I can be myself. And that's that's the biggest thing. Like, this is the place. I'm not, I've noticed that, like, that, that community. I don't... Tangent. I don't even know how we got there. Sorry. No, no, that's all right. You, <laughs> yeah. You, 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 let it fly.
2: <laughs> that's very good. You know, Viv, and like, I love, I love that you're talking about community because community allows us to feel safe. Then community also allows us to feel represented, you know, and how you're saying that seeing people who have walked similar journeys, you know, their journeys probably are different, but they're similar in some ways has kind of created for lack of a better term, you know, like that safe space for you. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you this. So like, as most, as most of us know, um, the church, like big C, right. The church doesn't have the best track record of being inclusive to people that don't identify as heterosexual or cisgender, right? I mean, there is.
3: Unless you're a choir director, let's yeah. go on. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh
1: my goodness!
3: Good night, oh, no. good night. Good
1: night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my bad. This is, this is the podcast. Podcast brought to you by <laughs> the thoughts oh. and views expressed on this podcast. Oh uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, okay, okay. No.
0: So, okay, so hold on. <laughs> Before you answer my question, go there. Oh, we really going
1: there.
3: Let's go.
0: Let's
3: go. OK. Yeah. I mean, well, let's call it spade a Spain. We all know. We all know. And, and a lot of a lot of I, I am left to assume this. Your crowd is black and people of color. Your crowd is seeing shows like Greenleaf. You know what I'm saying? We know that that's not doing anything but televised in the real world. Hmm. That's all it is. We all know the gay, the gay choir director that's messing with the piano player that can't nobody talk about. Everybody knows what's going on, but he he can direct the hell out of the choir on Sunday. So we're gonna keep it under wraps. Uh, well, we
0: don't- <laughs> <laughs> and okay, <laughs> I'm mean, over there busting up. I, I, okay, so I would even <laughs> add, I would even add. Let's just let's just take sexuality out of it. Mm-hmm. I would even add folks just messing around who are in like in ministry on the leadership team, folks just messing around. Let's call it good old fashioned fornication. Mm Right. Let's call it good. So, so people in leadership, they're just messing around and everyone knows it. And, and people kind of turn, turn an eye and don't look at it. Or, you know, like I had, there was a situation that, that I saw happen once where, where the, the like people in the choir, right. Or in the, in the, Yeah, in the choir, on the worship team, a young lady got pregnant. Everyone celebrating the pregnancy, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, a guy. Now, these two aren't together, but a guy got a girl, got another young lady pregnant, and they kicked him off the team. Like, wait, what? They're doing the same thing, not together. But they're doing the same thing, and so man,
2: okay, right, right—the double standard. Yeah,
3: mm. yeah. So God, God don't like those. His <laughs> word is not mine. God, God doesn't weigh on the double standard scale.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the Lord don't like ugly. Mm-hmm. So okay, but so so then back to my, my 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 main question though, for real, like, um, like I said, you know, just the church that doesn't have again the best track record of being of being inclusive but so then do you have for example do you have some insight as to why the church has had such a hard time with
4: this conversation um
3: probably because it is too real of a conversation you are becoming because the church does have to look out for are we glorifying things as well Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not condoning, but I'm not condemning. Like the church does have to, I, I realize that the church has to be careful of that. Um, mm-hmm. this is a tough one. Why do I think? Repeat the question. I want to see if I answer. Yeah, go.
0: yeah. So, so yeah. basically, like, what, like, what's your take on, um, why it's so hard to for the church to, or like, w- why does the church find it so hard? or have such a hard time with this conversation with, 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 with the entire LGBTQ conversation um, whether it is a theological one or just people among the congregation, like, like why does it get folks so twisted up?
3: And also, I I think it has something to do with um, the labels and the boxes, the labels that we put on people in the behavioral boxes Mm -hmm. that like we expect people to live in once you put that label on them so let's just take it down to gender roles like a gender reveal I know I'm gonna have a girl so all of this pink so now we're conditioning this girl to that's a boy toy that's a girl toy and so now this child is gonna grow up and what happens when she likes a truck there are female architectures Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so what happens to this and now follow me like the child now. She grows up. She likes basketball. You know what I mean. Still, one hundred percent a woman wears makeup. Does X, Y, and Z. She plays basketball, and so now, and now she's coming into this box of, am I a tomboy? Why am I a tomboy? Why do why do boys look at me differently because I like to play sports? I still wear makeup. I still what what makes me different? What makes me less attractive? Because. I want to wear sweatpants. Why has society now put me in this box? Why has society conditioned men to look at me as their friend instead of their lover because Mm -hmm. of how I present myself. Mm -hmm. And so now let's translate that to the church. The churches condition themselves that God almost accepts you. If you come a certain type of way, if you behave a certain type of way. And when you put people in those boxes, the church is putting themselves in the box by trying to put other people in the box. And so it's like, we're not here to judge. I'm the church speaking. We're not here to judge, but we need you to do this, this way in order for you and in order for us to be committed to you as a member of this church, we need you to practice this way. But then, so then that forces you to, What about the things that I bring to the table? You know what I mean? So now let's translate this to regular relationships. Or if the church isn't willing to leave its corner, why do I have to be willing to just totally leave my corner and give more sacrifice who I actually am to be a part of this? Now, I'm not saying the church should sacrifice who they are. Sacrifice. Now, what I'm saying the church should sacrifice is more understanding of what people are bringing to the table. it's not it's not like a crippling factor. It's not a it's not a rejection piece that I love who I love. Because not that I love, not that I love somebody, I can't help who I love. Like I understand it now. I can't yeah. I can't help who I love. You know what I mean? Like even if I if even if I try to fight it, I'm still coming back to her. You know what I mean? So it's just like why if if God and I in our alone time and our council have come to terms with the things that in the choices that I'm making, why can't the outside people, the people that are telling me that God's decision is final, why can't they accept that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: D- does that make sense? Does- it, it, oh, it, nice. it, it totally does. So okay, so there's a there's a whole lot in there to unpack.
3: Right. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and it's all really good stuff. And so like, uh, let me just pull on one thread. So, so let me be devil advocate for a second. You just said that. Okay. So, so as long as you and God are okay, right. Then Mm -hmm. what's everyone else's issue. I'm paraphrasing, but right. So, so then what do you say to the person who says, well, maybe it's not that you and God are okay. Maybe. And, and like, it's, it's, it's not the devil you're hearing from, but it may not be God either. Maybe it's just yourself wanting to be okay with yourself and using Mm -hmm. God to justify, you know what I mean? Like, so, so, because I have to believe I'm I'm just as sure as I'm black. I know some of our listeners are thinking, wait a minute. Okay. But what if God didn't say, and and, and kind of going down that whole rabbit hole, right? So, Mm -hmm. so like, basically, I guess my question then, my follow-up question is, is when you think about you and your relationship with God and then someone else comes on and says, well, I don't know your relationship with God, but. Quote, the Bible says so and so. How do you square those two for that person? Or, I mean, and not that you even have to, but but you, you know what I'm
3: saying? Um, I would say that, again, removing myself from the box and removing sexuality from it um i would i would respond back that god confirmed to me that he accepts me whatever my quote baggage may be whatever my whatever my things may be that i'm bringing to the table god has already assured me that his love isn't it doesn't come with conditions
4: mm-hmm. hmm.
3: And so That's really good. That's really good. there are sure, short maybe there are verses i don't know someone still has to show me in the bible where it says like women can't love and woman can't love another woman in a in a non-platonic way like and men can't you know what i mean yeah. men can't do the same like i need to see that like show it to me and i'm down to you know what i'm saying the bible is the bible i can't i can't go against it yeah. you know what i'm saying but what i can what I can guarantee anybody that's talking to me about God's love is that God's love for me has, even when I questioned it, God assured me of what I was questioning. So, yeah, it, it doesn't come with conditions. Hmm. God's love doesn't come yeah. with conditions.
4: There so is you question, no like,
0: no, go ahead. So when you question what? Question God's love for you or just question what? Like you said, when, when mm-hmm. I question it, like what's the it you're talking about?
4: Yeah,
3: God's love for me or God's yeah. acceptance of me. And I would be lying to say, and anybody's lying if they say they've never questioned God's love for you.
4: Mm.
3: We just happen to be talking about sexuality, but something you've done has made you question God's love for you. And you go back because we like to, we quote the Bible when it's like beneficial, when it, you know what I mean? When it, as it pertains. So we go back to whatever verse assures me, whatever, whatever worship song assures me that, you know what I mean? Jesus loves me, this I know. You know what I'm saying? So I got that. I got that to carry me. I'm not saying that that gives me a pass to just go and be erratic all through life, but it does add some assurance to some of the uh, erraticness.
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and to feel like you have the love of God is, is, is yeah. Sorry, Go ahead, Jay.
2: Yes. You know, and something else that I, that I do want to add because I've had quite a few of these conversations with church leaders. And I think a lot of church leaders, especially those who are trying to be, are trying to figure out what it looks like for them and their congregation to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. I think churches just do not know how to have this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I really think it's one of those conversations that, we, we're we not sure what the Bible says about it. A lot of times when we're having these conversations, everyone who's in the room is heterosexual. They're probably married and they're cisgender, you know? And so a lot of church leaders, and if you're a church leader, I hope that you can accept this with love. Um, let's, let's try to not have these conversations in isolated spaces, you know? Like, how about we invite people who are living this into the room and just get their insight Mm -hmm. secondly and viv like you touched a little bit on this um and this is and this probably happens both in the church and outside the church but a lot of times when we encounter someone who's who does not identify as heterosexual we think of their sexuality as the only identity they have it's like we forget everything else about Um, them right you know it's like you're vivica and this is who you are you know what i mean you know (laughs) exactly you know what i mean right (laughs) you know what i mean and so and so it's like no there's so much more to this person there's so much more to this person than again this little corner this little box and you're trying that you're trying to stick them into um so again like i don't know i think as believers we need to be open-minded um and again just have more conversations about this yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and let's Agreed. keep it funky, Justine. Like there, there are the church doesn't know how to have this conversation because the church doesn't know how to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church doesn't and, know how
3: to have hard, hard. How just man? How many times in bricks was I begging to have hard conversations? Because I'm begging for hard conversations because I'm going through hard stuff.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Like I'm yeah. coming to a, what is supposed to be a relatable safe space for me right. and we're right. talking about we, we're not talking about the real stuff right like so if i can't get it from here what well, i now i'm back to the point right. of being lost i'm out here trying right. to figure it out myself
1: of all right. the places to have hard conversations to all the places where you should feel safe it should be the church it, you know
4: what should, mean? Be the it church. should be
1: the church right if you're i mean if you're lowest if you're at your lowest if you're at your downest if you're whatever if you're having like i don't know about this x y and z you know what i mean that it should be in church where yes. you can just be you and not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. have to hide yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But speaking of church, Man. just one quick question. Um, you have your relationship with, with God. So
4: mm-hmm.
1: how's your relationship with Big C Church? Big C. Why
4: this
3: is the second time I heard that. What's the Big C.
1: Rather than, rather <laughs> than a particular church like BCC or whatever, just the idea of church
3: yeah oh yeah church i love church church is necessary for for me it's um like yes church is not supposed to be confined to this one building churches in all of us Mm -hmm. hashtag however we need that building we need those people we need um it had been a year it had been 64 sundays since i had been inside of a church and my church just my church just opened back up, my home church, I just moved back, back home to Chicago. Um, my church just opened back up last Sunday before last. Mm, and mm, so wow. church opened up, and it was just like, as soon as I walked in, I just felt it. And it was just and the first verse, he, he, he preached from. What did Psalm you feel? I'm sorry. What did
1: you feel? I, I want some of the folks in our audience to describe how that environment should be.
3: Yeah. I felt God. I felt Mm. I entered into God's space. I was invited into God's space. All of us on Sunday morning, we are invited into God's space to lay it all out, to lay everything out that we from Monday to Saturday come over. And that's why people are like, no, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm hungover. I went out. If you can go out (laughs) Saturday night, you can get up Sunday morning because (laughs) you ain't, you ain't presenting nothing to God that he ain't seen. You know what I'm saying? So so I I felt it. And it was just like a year and a half of feeling. Mm. I don't know what this missing piece is. I don't know what it is. And it was like, soon as you walk into it, you're like, that's what it was. That's what it was. Mm. And I was glad when they told to me, come, come to the house, you know what I'm saying? And worship. I was glad when they said to me, all of us come. Because it's not just me going through stuff. I wasn't the only person that waited 64 weeks. I'm praising. So I'm praying and I'm praising and I'm crying on my own for 64 weeks. And now I finally get the people that sit next to me that's been praying, crying, grieving the same way. You know what I mean? And now you have to have somebody with you. It's much easier to go through something with somebody else than it is by yourself. And so church just provides that. There are, I have some of my best friends, like I've known them since kindergarten. Because we grew up in the same church. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so churches.
3: Yeah.
0: Was this a is 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 this like a, uh an all black church or mostly black church?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's the black church.
0: Okay. So here's I don't think we got no white ask. people to go to. <laughs> here's, <laughs> One <thing I>
3: think.
0: <laughs> here's why I asked. So, okay. So I didn't grow up in the church. You know, I grew up Muslim, so I didn't grow up in the mm-hmm. church, and so and so I have, I, quite frankly, like that's. What you just described is, mm-hmm. is an experience that I, that I personally, I, I long for because mm-hmm. I have never, I've never, I've never felt that in a church in my entire life, 20 some odd, 20, 25 years, whatever it is as as a, as a Christian, I've never felt what you're describing. Now, I mm-hmm. felt that when I've gone into a mosque. Mm-hmm you know so like if i'm if i'm around like my muslim family or whatever i i feel some sense i think of that but i've never felt it walking into a christian space and i i'm i'm like super longing for it and so yeah i love the description that you just
3: gave so why why do you think that is like is it the churches that you've been going to is it i don't know why do, why do you think that is
0: i think if i'm honest yes well it's okay if i'm honest it's probably got something to do with me it's 50/50 right it's mm-hmm. it's 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 me not being you know not me, me maybe having a hang up about well you know this church is majority like majority white or whatever you know cuz because i you know i i came to faith through an evangelical church mostly mm-hmm. white you know kind of like the the classic reform theology really conservative right. theology stuff um and but my grandfather was a pastor he was a baptist pastor you know and so and growing up Muslim, we made fun of of, of the church. Like we made like we, we because it just seemed like it was just from a whole other planet kind of thing. And like we just kind of ridiculed it. But but even though we ridiculed it, I always knew and always felt just because of, let's just say, because of black folks' history with the black church,
4: mm-hmm. our
0: history with the black church is is the church has been a place of nurturing and home. And mm-hmm. so when I became a Christian, I had no home to go to.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a world of difference. And I, I can see, I hear you and I empathize with you, but I'd be lying if I said, I understand it because I grew up in the same church. Like I went to school, I, I, my, the school that I grew up in, like pre-K all the way to fifth grade. It was all associated with the same church that I'm now still a member of. Oh, like wow. so, yeah, like I've just been wow. fortunate enough to <laughs> always have that backing, that foundation. So even when i left when I left and I came and I moved to Iowa and I'm going to these churches, I had to I had a very hard time um trying to find a church because um even even if you're not trying to compare, you're still like, this is boring. Baseline is boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so once you, once you remove it, and that was the great thing. I'm not really trying to name drop during this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> y'all, I don't know. We all affiliated with all uh, the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> I mean, I, name drop, I, name I, drop, name drop. Yeah. Huh?
4: What's your church? Yeah. But you, yeah. But you, but you, was, yeah.
3: So I have two, I would say if anybody asks me what, what my church is, I have two churches, my home church in Chicago, Salem Baptist Church, House of Hope, the House of Hope. Um, and my home church here in Iowa, Body of Christ in Ames, that is, it was two different um, coming to God experiences, and mm-hmm. so both churches, like, like it's deep, like both pastors going like speak at my funeral type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, both of them have are very deeply rooted in who I am and why and and what I believe, yeah. you know what I mean? What, why I know why my education and what I believe. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I don't know your church in Chicago, but big up to 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 Body of Christ Church and big up to Pastor Tyrant C. Smith. That's that's
3: my For dog. Sure. For sure.
2: Okay, so two things that I that I just want to mention. If you yeah. are a church leader listening to this, Vivica brought up a very important point that millennials, Gen Z, and just anyone is looking to have the hard conversations at church. And maybe, just maybe, the reason millennials and Gen Z are leaving the church is because we are too afraid to have those hard conversations. You know, we are all about keeping it nice, maintaining the peace, being very basic, when it comes to the messages that we're preaching on Sundays and even the worship that we're having and the Bible studies that we're having. And so I think as church leaders, how can we begin to have those real conversations that our youth, that our youth are craving? Secondly, something else that, that I do want to mention, I think when it comes to conversations around sex and mm-hmm. sexuality, a lot of times the church approaches those those conversations with a lot of shame. You know, it's like we're going to shame you and we're going to shame you. And shame is not of God. Shame mm-hmm. is not of God. God can convict us through his Holy Spirit, but God will never try to shame us. And so, again, as the church, when we're having conversations around sex and sexuality, yeah. You know, I, I don't know, like, there's just like, there's just so many things that we need to change, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So Yeah.
0: So there, there's a, a very, very quick quote. I'm going to read just from, from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Because this is very, it's very appropriate to what you said, just about people like, you know, the pe- you know, kind of the church wanting to have things go nicely and mm-hmm. avoiding conflict, you know, and, 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 Conflict isn't just the absence of tension, right? So like here's, and this is what King says. He says, and this is from his letter from the Birmingham jail. He says, and it's, and it's appropriate even to this conversation. He says the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizens counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than justice. And here's the part who prefers a negative piece, which is the absence of tension To a positive piece, which is the presence of justice.
4: Because in order to get
3: justice, you got to have a little bit of, you got to shake stuff up.
0: You got to.
3: You have to to shake stuff up. And nobody really wants to, nobody really wants to shake it up. Like, it's the lesser, almost the lesser of the evils. Like, I know it's a problem. I see it's a problem, but I don't want to get involved with it. Because if I say something, it might be wrong. But you don't know if you're going to say something wrong if you don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. you got to at least try and Mm -hmm. that's the thing like people aren't even trying i'm not saying like i don't know i don't know because then you get into like well how how far is too far for the church to support lgbtqia plus you know what i'm saying how how deep is too deep how much like should they just say we're allies and leave it at that or you know what i mean like then you just yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, we're in the line together. Yes. <laughs> we we are on the line together. Like Andres and I have had this conversation a lot. Like you know, I feel like when it comes to standing up for justice, any for for for, for any marginalized person, if if people want to go go to get to that person, they got to come through me first,
4: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like we're you know what I mean? Like like we're in the line together. Because that's what the gospel demands. That's right.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. So, Viv, there's a, uh, I guess, so my question here then is, what is the, what's the biggest thing? And I'm going to say, I'm going to say queer, but the title of the episode is don't call me queer. Right. And, right. and, and, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But, um, so I'm just using that term loosely, but what's the biggest thing about being LGBTQ, queer, whatever, whatever words you want to use in there. What's the biggest thing um, that you wish
4: Christians specifically knew? The biggest thing? Um,
3: Yeah, the same thing I said before, just like you can be gay and you can be a servant, a devote servant of Christ. Like, that's really what it is. There is no, you don't have to live with separation because there are, I'm going to get super deep. There are people that go to church that, and like you were saying earlier, that like, that serve, that are like deacons and will go home and they are like physical abusers. You know what I mean? And meanwhile i come i come here and i'm i'm doing what needs to be done like i'm serving i'm i'm serving christ i'm serving i'm serving my church you know what i mean i'm serving in my ministry and my only my only crime if you will is my sexuality my only crime is being gay but we're willing to look at we're willing to look past or not even question the person that actually like inflicts pain on someone's life. You know what I mean? Physically, mentally, spiritually, all of these things. But my choice in who I love is what gets people stirred up. You know what I mean? That's what gets people riled up. My choice in like, it's a bunch of like, so it'd be two things. Number one, um, their, your your sexuality and your devotion to Christ can, can, they can coexist. And number two, what, what somebody eats will never make you poop. <laughs> Those are the two things. <laughs> because that, that. as um, I'm, as I'm trying to give like this long, intricate answer, that's what it comes down to. People get riled up about what somebody else is eating off of their plate. Like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching your food. I'm not doing anything that involves anything you got going on. Let me, let me eat over here. Let me eat whatever I want to eat. You eat what you want to eat. I ain't saying nothing about it. So let me eat what I want to (laughs) eat. That, and that's the best way I can put it.
0: That's, I I love that analogy. That's dope.
3: (laughs) My gosh. I'm
0: putting that on a t-shirt.
3: Yeah. Man.
0: (laughs) Y'all think I'm playing? (laughs) Watch. Y'all think I'm playing. Watch.
2: Soldiers, I told you that Vivica was going to be dropping some gems. Yes, I was. I was right. She is dropping some awesome gems on here. Okay, so Vivica, you had mentioned during our conversation prior to the episode that you dislike the term queer which by the way, as Abdul said, that was the inspiration for our title, Don't Call Me Queer. Can you elaborate just a little bit more why you dislike this term? And yes, so can you just go ahead and answer that question? Then I am gonna have a follow-up question after that.
3: Okay. Um, I don't like labels. I've never liked labels. I didn't like the being called a tomboy. I didn't like, you know what I mean? The whole like, so like you like who you like, like, I don't get, and I don't get it. I don't know what queer is. I don't get it. All this stuff, all this new age stuff, all these kids, they want to put a label and a title <laughs> on everything. Like, like, I oh, just, like, all right, I got to take one. All right, give me all these. I'll <laughs> take that one. All these new jacks. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> and these like, weird you know, terms. Yeah, so, like, this is, I, I'm gay, lesbian, so I'll take those. If you want to give me, if I just have to live with a label, with the title, like, I'll take one of those. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I also think, um, labels can be very constricting and as mm-hmm. human beings, we have a hard time with people that don't have a label because we're so wired. We're so socialized to put people in a box. Mm-hmm.
3: Cause, that'll, Cause that'll mess people up. Even, even with, with my girlfriend, we'll be out with people. And again, I'm with my girlfriend. If, if just because I'm in, we're in a relationship, that don't mean that men stop looking good. We both, <laughs> we both see this fine man walking past us, so we like, baby, you see him. She like, yeah, baby, I see him. You see him, <laughs> like, and people are like, wait a minute, how? But how? Well, well, since you see him too, he's fine, ain't he? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, labels are very, like, very confining. I, I yeah. don't like it. Mm
2: yeah okay so well i guess you've basically answered my second question because my second question was going to be not that we need one but but is there a plausible alternative and it seems like no there isn't you know like it's totally okay for us to not label people and people just get to be whatever they want to be um and identify however they want to identify so yeah awesome
1: All right. So, okay, everyone, it's it's now time for our lighter Notes segment. And this is where each of us will share a song, an artist, a book, a movie, a conversation, or a piece of culture that has given us life. And we hope that you're blessed by it. So, Vivica, on our hmm. podcast, we let the guests go first. So, what is something that's giving you life?
3: Uh, you said a book, a movie, a TV show. It could be anything. Anything that's
1: giving you life.
3: All right, something that gives me life. Um know, I'm a Chicago kid. So like I like going to the beach. Like anytime I just go to the beach. Yes, we got beaches.
1: I, yes. well, I mean, okay. You put your feet well, in the sand and everything. I'm from Puerto yeah. Rico. And I'm from an island.
0: Well, okay, but they're on the Great Lakes. So <laughs> Look, okay, two uh, things can be true.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 They ain't stopped making beaches when they made jobs. <laughs> Got him. Oh.
1: <laughs> that is true. Uh, that's a genesis. He did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I like I, something that gives me life. Like, really? um, Yeah, just like, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, uh, baby, what gives me life? Um, uh, now I'm a girl.
1: Yeah, music, 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 music. What's What's on the uh, playlist right now? On your personal. What's on my playlist. Yeah, you better like, say Chicago uh, house. You You better say house.
3: I don't really listen to house music like that. Like what? it's cool. I'm thirty, bro. I don't know. How can you be from Chicago like and not dig house like that? Okay. Because I'm not. Because I'm not forty. Oh. Oh. See. Hold up, it's hold an up. age thing. Nah, I just feel a, like some shots so just fired just now. <laughs> nah, so I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. So wait, are you are you from Chicago? No, I'm not from Kansas
0: City, but I okay. dig house because a lot of my homies in college were from were from Chicago and and, and were house DJs. So mm-hmm. so they so they put us up on game on house.
3: Yeah, that's the it's a generational thing. So like my oldest sister, she is like 42. She loves house music. Like loves house music. So my uh, generation okay. coming up. I'm a I'm a '90s kid, so for Chicago we had juke music. We turned everything into that that real fast, that yep. real fast, like and then footwork in. Yep. you know what okay. I'm saying. So yep. Yep. so we had juke music. So I can listen, it's I can sit and listen to juke music all day. I got I my know. like I can rock a juke party. You know what I'm saying? But like house music, I I'd get that to one of my older DJ homies. All right. You know what? But
2: finally, finally, we old? have someone. We have someone <laughs> on this episode Again. that can relate to my struggle because Vivica. When I tell you, like, <laughs> there are things that Andres and Abdul would bring up, and I'm like, "What is that? What is yeah, that? Man. Who like, does that? Who listens to that?" All right, give me some yeah, credit. Correct.
3: I was only born. I was born. With a,
2: are you 91. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So okay. So they were born 91.
2: Yeah.
3: God, the great the, the 90. greatest year,
0: oh, ninety-two.
2: I am. Watch your
0: go. mouth. Okay, ninety-one <laughs> was a great year. Okay, so then hopefully, hopefully, and listen this, this we might be able to put a link in the show in the show notes about about some good Chicago juke music, right? So you're gonna have to to to, to point us in the direction of, of some good juke music there, Viv.
3: Oh yeah, uh, the Pope, the Pope for sure um DJ Nate yeah uh, yeah 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 we can go on right now I can go crazy, crazy. let's go okay <laughs> bet,
4: bet.
3: but right. you asked me you asked me what's in my library I'm really I'm heavy into um I'm really heavy into a lot of Des Moines artists so oh. I listen to a lot of Des Moines rap like a, a, a lot of Des Moines rappers oh wow so yeah from like Fly Life um Uno Up Six uh who else I listen to Ace Forgiato Colo Chanel um uh on a road kid. These are all Des Moines artists. Um and then Chicago, uh dot Um who else? Who else I'm listening to? Did I leave anybody out? Oh Amigos. Yeah. Oh, right. On. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm usually either like Des Moines rap. Uh because I, I know a lot of people that rap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't really listen to the major artists. They already made it. They already got their millions. I'm trying to get my niggas going. Right. Right. I've been it's doing right. a great job not saying niggas the whole time. Hey,
4: you Spend go ahead.
3: Five times in a row. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you be you.
2: Yeah. Awesome. So okay. then am I, am I next to yeah, the liner next, notes?
1: Justine. Yeah. Let's give Okay.
2: Life. So my, uh, my liner notes, this is okay. So I'm going to get a little personal here. The past, the past like two months of my life have been really, really, really rough. I've just been walking through some heavy things. And um, the one thing that I'm learning is hardships will keep you at the cross and hardships will really allow you, um, one, to relearn the character of God, you know, Um, and in relearning God's character, we're also reminded of who we are in Him. So I really think what's been giving me life, no pun intended, has been the Word of God. You know, And the Bible says that the Word of God is life, right? And the one verse that I do want to bring up um, that I've really been clinging to is 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And it says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. And when I think about that verse, I'm learning that there is no evil in God. There is no badness in God. Cause I think sometimes when we're going through hard seasons, like we can really begin to think, oh my gosh, God is mean. God is bad. God is withholding things from me. God wants to hurt me, you know, and that is a lie, right? God is fully light, fully light. There's no darkness in him. He's not like us, right? we have good sides to us and we have some really dark sides to ourselves, but God is not like that. He is good and he's good all the time. And so, although, although I'm walking through some hard things, the word of God has literally been my anchor. And so I am so thankful for that.
0: Mm. That's really good. That's really good. See, I can't, I can't follow the Bible. Top that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give y'all some real light right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. What's been giving me life? Um, and and this, my mine's gonna be short, but I've been honestly, I've been waiting for a couple of weeks to bust this one out. Um, and so what's been giving me life is ESPN Plus.
4: Mm, right. Really?
0: Here's why. <laughs> so. Like, okay. You're not a sports guy. I'm not. But here's the thing (laughs) I used to be a huge basketball and football fan. Hmm. Like, growing up, I was a mad basketball fan. I love, well, I didn't love football. I loved the Giants and the Steelers. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm old. I'm almost 50 years old. So, I'm like, has this never come up? I'm like, Giants? The Giants, man, look back. You know, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? (laughs) Like, like the Giants, like the Manning era, like the, no, 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 no. Like the, like the, like, like the eighties giants.
1: Yeah. Phil, what's his name?
0: Uh, Man. And, 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 and the Steelers with the iron curtain defense and the, and, and the golden age of the NBA with the, with, with the legend teams, with the. With the Houston Rockets, with with yeah. the Twin Towers, Ralph Sanson and Hakeem Olajuwon, with um with with the Pistons, when you had when you had Rodman and Isaiah Thomas on the team, with, speaking of old, right? So listen, I'm I'm talking about old, like classic yeah, basketball, a real bad boy. <laughs> listen, so anyway, like we got ESPN Plus, and I didn't even know we had it because we got it bundled with the whole Disney Plus subscription, you know. And 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 so my wife, right? So my wife is a like I never ever ever watched ESPN. I just wasn't it's just not my thing, right? But um about two weeks ago we had some friends over, they were hanging out, and my wife played D one soccer, and one of our friends that was over, she also played D one sports too. And mm-hmm. so um we're all just kinda hanging out talking and whatever. And so my wife, like World Cup, like she normally goes to bed at like she's probably asleep right now, but <laughs> But she probably like she goes to bed mad early. But if it's World Cup soccer time, she's up till three, four o'clock in the morning trying to watch World Cup. You know, like she she played D one soccer and D one basketball, so she was an athlete. And we started like they're they're watching soccer stuff, and then we're I'm looking at uh, at Disney or at, at ESPN Plus, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I forgot we had this. So I discovered the mother load. So and it was like. Like manna from heaven. And here's what it was it was like, it was the old boxing matches. Oh, yeah. See, right there.
1: Okay. ESPN,
0: ESPN has old boxing matches and they have a lot of Muhammad Ali's boxing matches. It's a wrap right there. You got me a Muhammad Ali. So, like, I mean, it was, it was like Muhammad Ali the night he beat uh, Liston in Miami. Um, it, it was, it was Muhammad Ali. I mean, it was, it was, oh, oh my God. So anyway, when I tell y'all that I have been in heaven watching old Muhammad Ali fights, <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, it's, it's the champ giving the business to everybody, you know? So, and then they got classic Mike Tyson fights with, with Mike, when he was like three or four or five fights in. Knocking fools out in and like just, 15 seconds in the first round.
1: Right. I mean, it is. Doesn't come out, just comes out in the shorts, no robe, no. just Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just this fool came out with shorts, All right, and ready, towel go. with the hole in it. Right. right. He just, <laughs> just <laughs> coming in like. Came in with two dudes and just like. <laughs> man. Come on. Come on. Let's get this over with.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I was watching one today and the commentator was like, well, Mike's going to have to like go out and beat some people up just to break a sweat. <laughs> like, right. So I mean, so it, yeah. Any, anyway, it was okay. those. It was like okay. Oscar De La Hoya, Sugar Ray wow. Leonard, um, uh, like like it it was like Ray Leonard fighting Marvin ha- Marvin Hagler and Tommy home or uh, Tommy Hearns. I mean, it's old school classic stuff. Okay. So ESPN Plus and the classic fights are giving me life. Now, if only they would sponsor the show, but that's okay.
3: Well, based on that answer, can I change my answer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> I
3: didn't know it was that. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah i've been watching real housewives of atlanta like i've been going back so now <laughs> I'm just like,
4: yes same exact
3: thing same thing <laughs> and i'm now on season seven i'm like caught up to where i was back in the day when it was like really on and yeah it's giving me life because now now i see and they're the same age as like my group of friends now mm. and i'm just looking at like Oh, excuse me! A grown group of successful Black women, and oh, how messy cool. and catty, and it's just—I love it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> A group of women can be the worst thing ever sometimes.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah. so that's what we're talking about. That's, exactly that's talking there. We about. go right
0: there. Now, <laughs> I think we should skip what's given, Andre's life. But, so Come let's.
1: <laughs> actually, no. This I've is waiting is, all day.
0: I know. Go ahead. All go, day ahead. For you got this. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Go ahead. All right. I don't know if that comes through, but anyway, that was Frankly Cutlass. <laughs> My liner note for today is Jasmine Camacho Quinn. She's the 24 year old track and field athlete who specializes in 100 meters in hurdles. She was born in South Carolina, and because her mom was born in Puerto Rico, then Jasmine gets to represent the U.S. territory in the Olympics. And in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which is being celebrated this year because of COVID, she gave my home country its only medal so far. And it happens to be the gold medal. Gold. She came through. First time through, Boricua representing. (laughs) Right. And here's the thing. 17 hours earlier, she set the Olympic record in the hundred meters hurdle. <laughs> Go crazy. Go so, crazy, shorty. So in less than twenty-four hours you break the Olympic record and you get the gold. You know, so um and here's the thing, it's our second gold medal. Like in the whole history of the ever of the, of the Olympics, yeah.
4: Wow. Oh, when fir- was the last
3: one? Look,
1: the first one came four years ago, twenty sixteen. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. wow! I mean, it's
3: okay, okay, it's a turning point, you know right? I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: maybe maybe some momentum now. You know,
3: yeah, y'all y'all heard and have raising athletes in this time. <laughs> yeah. They're blossoming now, right? All right.
1: Right. So
3: shout you know, out to so, the
1: diaspora in Puerto Rico. So right, I mean, yeah, we're yeah we're going crazy on on the socials. So awesome. uh, so the lady who won uh in 2016 she's Jenica Puig. Puig. I don't I hope I'm saying that right. Um <laughs> sure. Uh uh-huh. PUIG. <laughs> 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 um but every time this conversation comes up another name pops up. And I don't want to take too much of the spotlight but It just shows the complexity of our history. And Mm. uh, because we have another Puerto Rican that has won multiple gold medals for the United States, Mm. not Puerto Rico. Mm. So her name is Gigi Fernandez. And she's a double specialist. She's the first Puerto Rican to be inducted in the International Tennis Hall of Fame. So she's a beast. Okay, but in '92 and '96, she chose to represent the United States, and there's a long history behind that. But the thing is that a lot of Puerto Ricans don't. We're still bitter about that. Oh, because she didn't represent the island. Because she didn't represent you know, the island. Yeah. Um, and it, it, quick little thing to be to be fair to Gigi, her reasoning is: so she's a double specialist. She's not a singles. She's in tennis. Mm-hmm. She didn't think there was another. Puerto Rican at her level. yo to play. Mm-hmm. So Puerto Ricans were like, "Well, just represent the island and be a single, that's fine. We don't need you to win, we just need you to represent. We know you're good." And she said, "Nah." <laughs> so mm-hmm. but the thing is, the thing that really upsets people, I was going to say another word, um is that Gigi began to throw shade at uh Jessica, the first Olympic Puerto Rican. For win. what? Because people are saying that she's the first one, and Gigi wants to claim being the first. Nah.
0: You didn't represent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, you know I mean? hold on now. Hold so on she's now.
1: technically Puerto Rican, and okay, don't quote me on this one. I should have done my research on this one, but I don't know Because Jasmine, like I told you, she was born in the States, born and raised, doesn't speak Spanish. Her mom is from Puerto Rico. Mm. Okay? I think Jessica's the same thing. Okay? Because that's the thing. I'm Puerto Rican if my son Benjamin wants to play baseball in the Olympics, he could play for Puerto Rico. Never set foot on the island. Right. You know what I mean? So is there's that. Hold, on,
4: there's
1: hold that. on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, that? Hold on.
4: Hold on. Hold on.
1: See, this is why episodes are an hour and a half. <laughs>
3: Because if I'm from Michigan, I'm from Michigan. I, I, if my if my mama from Puerto Rico, that wait, that's cheating. That's false. Re- that's not cheating. That's false representation. Excuse me.
4: <laughs> in,
1: and, and in a way, you're kind of making Gigi's point. So she mm-hmm. she on on Twitter, she's like, she basically comes out like, well, is is Jasmine really Puerto Rican and that kind of stuff? But Puerto Ricans just let her have it to the mm-hmm. point that I think either today or yesterday she deleted her Twitter account. <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> oh dang. Bad. It was bad. Anyway, anyway. Let's this is not about Gigi. You know, but it shows our complicated history. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So but here's the thing though. The the thing is this morning, I put in Kenya, which is our national anthem, was played at the Olympic Stadium. Um and it must have been dusty in my house this morning. Did your eyeballs <laughs> sweat a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Was to swim a little bit, so uh, <laughs> so here's to uh, Ms. Jasmine Camacho Quinn, afro you know, congratulations. Awesome. Now, actually, I had another one, but then this whole Olympic thing happened. Save for next <laughs> time. Yeah. but real quick, you guys know who Willie Willie O'Ree is?
0: Nope.
1: First black yeah. man to play National Hockey League. Set to receive Congressional Medal of Honor.
3: We're
1: playing mm. black hockey? I mean, oh, he was I, first black,
3: oh, he was the first I mean, black, black in, NHL, in the NHL. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch hockey, so I don't know.
1: You don't watch sports? <laughs> right. I don't watch <laughs> hockey. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get back. <laughs> yeah, let's come back. All right. So, in our previous segment, we talked about the church and sexuality. Um, Viv, uh, what are some tangible steps? churches and believers can take to be quote-unquote better in this area. I think you kind of touched a little bit on that. Um, but if there's anything else to talk about in that subject.
0: Well, and if I can interject, like, what do you mean by better? Like, qualify
4: better? Uh,
1: I think I'm going to leave it as as a if... Actually, I'm going to tweak the question a little bit. I'd say you were talking to some of these pastors here and, Let's say Iowa, you know um what would
4: you tell them or oh, ways to make how do we on how to
3: mm, properly address the intersectionality um, yeah. and in yeah, it goes back to having the not shying away from those real conversations, yeah, um the fact that that is in intersection that exists like it it does exist and the worst thing to do if you're trying to keep people from getting lost in that intersection um is to talk about it and in a place that is supposed to be a safe space a safe space um and yeah just excuse me making it a real safe space making the church a real comfortable space for all not just some making the church
1: an all inclusive space is there anything that i mean what what would that look like outside of your home churches okay let's say you went i mean what is that what would that have to be that how how would that have to be like for you
3: for for me <laughs> um I'm going to take, I I really want to take me out of it. I want to take me out. Um, I see what you're saying, but I want to take me out of it. But for, for the church, I think it it starts with leadership. Representation is everything. Mm. Representation is everything. So if the representation that I see in church is being hidden when I go outside of church, I think that I need to hide that because when I see it, it, it's being hidden or it's being like talked bad on. So I don't want to, if I feel, or I, I express myself the same way that I'm sorry to keep picking on quiet directors, sorry, quiet directors, <laughs> but <laughs> if I, if I, you know what I'm saying? If I am as flamboyant or whatever, um, I don't want to have to hide that for mm. the, sake, the sake of acceptance. No one should have to hide that. And again, it goes back to especially not in church. Anything, especially not in church. Like, if I'm able to, why can't I be myself in church? That's the biggest thing. Why can't people feel comfortable in church? Why can't I, if I'm holding my girlfriend's hand at a, at a, at a baseball game or whatever, why can't I hold her hand walking into the doors of the church? Don't. Why shouldn't we be here of all places? Why? Why can't yeah. I come here? If what you think I'm doing is wrong, why shouldn't? Why not welcome me into a place that you could teach me different? If what mm. you think I'm doing is wrong, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. like you gonna make me feel bad about being somewhere? Like, t- if this
4: is supposed to be a place
3: that you know what I'm saying, if y'all want to play moral police, teach me the morals.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's good.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That was, that was very good, Viv. Thank you. Okay. So the next question, you know, Mm -hmm. Vivica, there's no denying that the black community, um, and other indigenous communities and just people of color in general, um, we are known to be a little more conservative when it comes to matters surrounding sexuality. Um, how do you think this impacts, the black community and other communities of color, you know, kind of like that conservative lens with which we view sexuality.
3: Um, I mean, I'm glad you asked me about this. It's like in a black family, you can be anything but gay In a black family. You can, you can be anything and the family will know about it. But if you pop up and you're the gay cousin, you better hide that for a minute. You better hide that. Don't let your aunties know. Mm-hmm. Don't let your, you know what I'm saying? Don't, you better, or it, it becomes that, but if you're a guy, and Abdul, you're older, you understand this.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's he funny. He, he's he, he sauce. He he's a pump. Wow. That's some shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Funny. He's funny. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's exactly right. Yeah. So what you can a-
3: be. Wow. <laughs> You can be anything but gay in the black family, and that includes all the other problematic things that I won't touch. Um, but um, how does it, it go? It goes there as well because my family is supposed to be. I came from. I came from y'all. I came from y'all. You know what I mean. So if if I can't be accepted here, and this and this is for anybody that feels like they're not accepted by their family, like go to your family and ask them. Like if If my family doesn't accept me, why would you feel more comfortable with somebody else accepting me? right that's the thing if you right. you if you feel comfortable as my mom or my auntie, my cousin my whoever you feel comfortable dismissing me because of who I choose to love, why do you feel more comfortable with somebody else accepting me
0: right because otherwise you're effectively Let's call it relationally homeless, mm-hmm. like you know, like you're 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 in a place where nobody wants you,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And man, you just triggered something because you, you man, that that whole oh he funny thing. So mm-hmm. my my nephew, my nephew is gay,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and that's exactly what he faced from people in my family. Who would? I mean, like, we, you know, we loved him because we loved him because you know he's. I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, because he's he's nephew, he's cousin, he's. You know what I mean? Until, mm-hmm. and then I was getting phone calls from like cousins or aunts or whatever. You um, know
4: your cousin hey? You that's
0: exa- That's exactly right. Did that, you know? That's exactly, That's exactly how it went down. That's exactly how it went down, and y'all know he was funny like that that kind of stuff I'm like
3: I, first I, off, you know I figured it but I wasn't gonna say that no. I can give you a whole conversation we can come, have a cool oh, conversation
0: right go. now go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's
0: exactly how it went down man yeah I mean I yeah anyway it, I <laughs> I got to come of folks listen y'all need to back up my nephew right now <laughs> mm-hmm. let me just tell you leave him alone
3: He's the same nephew, y'all. Right. Y'all just right. found out. Mm, that would right. be the thing. Right, I didn't change anything. You just found out. Right, like, yeah. People be well into they, they. your nephew probably, we're probably the same age. Yeah, you know well, he's he's younger. He's he's nineteen.
0: He's younger. Well, actually, he's almost twenty. Yeah. But yeah,
3: and again, but age aside, this my body. This I I know. I I can't. And that and that and that was like. That was something that uh, that, was, that was asked to me, like, what do you do if, you're, if you have a child and your child tells you that they, they think they might be gay or they think they might, like, want to transition to another gender? And I'm like, if you can sit and tell me, and like, like, if you can articulate why you feel the way you feel or what it is, the way it is, and I'm not saying, like, you don't have to, like, defend yourself, but just as long as it makes sense to you, I'm not here to question it.
4: Hmm.
3: But you're not gonna I know I don't have a kid, but I'm just saying you're not about to just come to me and tell me you feel like you're in the wrong body. We need some we need some <laughs> type of background to this. We need. <laughs> I'm not gonna just
4: sign
3: I'm not gonna just sign the papers and we go to the doctor's office. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's the same. I'm not gonna just be like, oh Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I wanna meet son, I want to meet your boyfriend. Don't get me wrong. But let's make sure, and it's the same thing, son. You got a girlfriend? Or why? What you doing with a girlfriend? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's the, it's the same energy. If you can sit here and tell me why you need a girlfriend at 17, tell me why you think you want a boyfriend at, at 17. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's good. That's good. I <laughs> that got me preaching. Today.
0: Listen, that was, <laughs> listen. Yeah. This, this could go off into a whole other thing, but I'm going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good.
2: Vivica, I'm I'm curious. So, mm-hmm. aside from the family dynamic, just in terms of as a community, how do you think that conservative uh, perspective, you know, kind of like flows out into the broader community? Because obviously, as you're saying, like in a black family, the one thing that you cannot be is be gay. How mm-hmm. does that trickle down and affect the black community and our perspectives on sexuality?
3: um you are if you're a man and you're gay you're automatically you're less than a man
2: mm.
3: you're less than a man you are yeah you're You're looked at as less than and if you're a woman you are looked at unless you or man it's totally different it doesn't matter how you present yourself the minute you say I am interested in the same sex you are looked at as less than a man you are you don't you now lack the masculine factor mm-hmm. mm. you now lack that and you haven't done anything but say you like to but say who you like to share your bed with that's the only thing you've done and as a woman um because i i've never been a dress wearer i just don't like them it's just not comfortable like now i can jazz up a romper i can look super cute in a jumpsuit you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't want i just don't want to wear a dress but that comes with and i never i i, I didn't get it wasn't until i got older I, I like i don't want all this stuff in my pockets. okay let me wear a purse like let me put something on <laughs> and it's just i don't i'm not doing all of this stuff because it it gives me now it gives me it, the minute i say i'm gay I got a girlfriend. It now takes away from my femininity because now that explains why she doesn't want that.
4: Mm. That explains
3: why. That explains why she only wears gym shoes. No, because they Jordans are raw and I want to wear them. Like, <laughs> heels, heels aren't as raw as Jordans. Like, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's really that simple. But like, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I could put a very dressy, you know what I'm saying? Outfit on with some Jordans, I'll rock it. And still be the finest woman in the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And, and for whatever reason, it just takes away. Um, it strips you of your of your gender of your quote of the gender roles that we have.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's right.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: So, I think I have I have one more question to ask you. Mm -hmm. So, and, and this actually comes back to something that you said at the very beginning of the, of the podcast. So you said, um, like you mentioned in the beginning of the episode that, uh, being, being you and being, you know, being, let's call it out. Like not, not like just pronouncing, Hey, Hey world, but just you being you in youth ministry. Right. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: So, um, and I know, like you mentioned, you know, your pastors in both churches, but has 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 the ha, has there been pushback from either the students in the youth groups you've served in or or their parents, or has there been any, any conflict there? Like, so absent of the pastors and the church leadership from just the people in the pews and the, This and is the,
3: why I didn't want to name, this is why I didn't want to name anybody because <laughs> now I'm about to. <laughs> you finna spill some tea right now. <laughs> 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 go on, go on, go on. What, was the, question? what was the question? This is a so, safe space, Ben.
0: So, so the, yeah, that's the question. So, so has there been any kind of pushback, apprehension, concern, whatever, from either those students in the youth group or their parents or other folks in the church?
3: Not from, not from the kids. Kids love me. Kids love me, and there is a factor. um Justine, you can attest to this and you can like maybe chime in. There is in that almost a a realness factor, a relatability factor that I make sure that I'm bringing to the table. Um, Mm -hmm. I want you to be able because at a certain point, we stop treating kids, we stop treating kids like humans and we just treat them like they're kids. Their opinions don't matter what they have to offer, like what they think, it doesn't matter. And that is the total opposite. You know what I mean? That's not true at all. And so for me, dealing with kids in the youth ministry, once they got a hold of that, that I was that person, and then I made it clear, I'm like, night or day, call me. If you got something going on, I can't tell you how many kids I'm going to their sporting events. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking kids with me to Des Moines to go to a music festival. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a trust factor here. And it's a new age. These kids are accepting of everything. You you really just got to be cool with them. They, they don't care about all that other stuff. Yeah. Now, the parents and the church leaders, that's where you get the pushback. Have you ever, have y'all ever coached a basketball team or coached a team and you had to deal with those parents?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: My goodness. And you're just like, I'm not doing anything to offend you. I'm not doing anything to take away from your child. Like, this is who I am. You know what I mean? You just have to constantly deal with the one one very, and i'm not gonna do my best not to name drop um this 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 is a church leader. i can't even get it out oh this
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> this church leader i'll never forget one time they asked me how can you how how do you feel comfortable or uh being the leader in church when you know what you do outside of church like it, it was the, the wording was different but it, it was along the lines of how do you how can you talk to these kids about one thing and you're living one thing and I'm like number one what do you think I'm talking to these kids about <laughs> like I'm I'm expressing to them the the love of Christ and that you know what i'm saying life goes on no matter what you do you need to make sure you repent you need to make sure that you are you at the end of all of this you are ready to answer to the one person that that matters like this is what i'm teaching them i'm not i'm not showing them videos on my phone while we're in sunday school you know what i'm saying like it was just all types of like like pushback on me because i finally I did what I thought was doing myself a favor and I came out to church people. Mm -hmm. That was, I was tired of lying. I was tired of lying Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm talking to this dude. I'm talking to this dude. And then I really started liking this girl that I'm talking to. And I'm like, no, I want to start bringing her around. Like, let me stop lying. And so (laughs) then it was like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pull you out of some, some responsibilities. Mm. Well, we don't need you to be, we don't need, we don't need the negative influence. We don't need that negative influence mm. in the church, inside the church. And I'm like, you kidding me? I know the people that are leaders. I know the people that y'all got feeding <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? I know the people that y'all got doing stuff. Like, come on now. I ain't did nothing. I ain't did nothing. I just, sm- I smoke a little bit of weed and you know what I'm saying? I don't do nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you would have thought, you would have thought it was, it was, and now, and I'll be honest. That was, it was a combination of just being a, uh, it was being a gay weed smoker. that it that kind of got me, relieved of my responsibilities. Yeah, they got the you. Church. Yeah, they put you in the hot seat. That, yeah. Amen. That got me relieved. I ain't gonna lie. That got me relieved of some responsibilities <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being, being a gay weed smoker. Mm-hmm. Okay. All, right. All right. So
1: <laughs> so my final question, actually, it's kind of along the lines of, of what you were saying. Like you're saying that I'm gonna mm-hmm. stop lying. So mm-hmm. talk to, and, and well, talk to that person that's in church right now uh, probably has uh, has same sex attraction. It's keeping it quiet. It's mm-hmm. church. Read the Bible. You know, has some has been discipled a certain way. Um, what would you say to that person? How would you cancel that person?
4: Hmm.
3: What would I say to myself five <laughs> years ago in church? <laughs> <laughs> um, a part of me I don't know because I don't want to <sighs> the church has to get better in order for me to comfortably tell somebody to just like be you come out this is a safe space the church has to get better I don't feel comfortable telling somebody to just come out to the leaders of the church I don't feel comfortable telling somebody that and that sucks
4: mm-hmm.
3: it mm-hmm. sucks because the church has this uh, has a face of come as you are you know what i'm saying but that's true but only come come but for real come as you are under these conditions right Mm -hmm. yeah and so i would love to say like and then this is it's coming from experience like i remain you the message to any like young follower older followers that are still you know what i mean that still um are torn between their sexuality and their relationship with god and i'm specifically speaking like christian god um do you, you have to you have to get to a point where you come to terms with who you are with god mm-hmm. you have to come to that point and once you decide um i'm good with who i am then it kind of it'll kind of flow it'll kind of flow on who you can comfortably let Mm. let let in on who you are because you can't and that's the problem you think unfortunately until you can trust everybody you can't trust everybody
4: right
3: and again unfortunately the church is not a place where you can trust everybody it's, it's not and it starts again it starts with the leadership the leadership is it, it just holds a lot of judgment and it's like you know how people they try to avoid confrontation and that causes more confrontation because right. you're like trying to avoid this argument so now we're just walking around like no nah, I know yeah. you mad yeah I'm mad too but we ain't gonna talk about it you know what I'm saying so it's kind of like that <laughs> oh, it's kind of like that so it's kind of like it's a bunch of like trying to avoid it it's a bunch mm-hmm. of trying to avoid mm-hmm. it these, and it shouldn't be a confrontation. It's sexuality. It has nothing to do with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: So you said. So the, it, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Really just just be, be true to you. Be true to you. And people either, people either accept it or they don't, but you got to be true to you because if that church doesn't accept it, that wasn't the right church.
4: Mm.
0: That's yeah. good. So you, just, the, the, you said something that kind of triggered in me, the lyrics of a Nirvana song. Because, <laughs> you know, like the whole come as you are thing reminds me of the first, the first couple of lines of that song. You know, come as you are, as you were, as I want you to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you can mm-hmm. come, but as I want you to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like mm-hmm. there's a you-sized there's a box that you got to get to fit into when you come here. If right. you don't fit in that box, I'm not so sure we want you to come here.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Because the church, even the best church, the best, the best. And again, I'm picking on any church with this. The best non-denominational church still has those those preconceived notions of how you should come. Or, you know what I mean? So it's still like, yes, we teach. We don't have any practices, but we still know what what a follower of Christ should look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again here you are putting people in the box because it's like god made all these different people you think we all gonna be alike you know what i'm saying think we all gonna like the same thing so it's just i don't know my mind just be my mind just be all over the place
0: that's good <laughs> really good stuff though
2: very good okay vivica we have enjoyed our time and now we are getting very close to the wrap-up So I do want to ask you just one final question. Okay. What are some final thoughts that you want to live our listeners with? Because again, as we mentioned at the beginning, most people who are are listening to this podcast today, they're probably listening because they can relate to your story or they have a loved one who does. So what are Mm -hmm. some final thoughts that you'd live us with? Um, And just anything that you want us to remember moving forward?
3: The biggest thing is don't let the rejection of like of man stop you from like serving God. Don't let that stop mm-hmm. you from like continue on with your prayer life, continue on mm-hmm. with, you know, whatever fasting, continue on with your reading, continue on with just for a constant pursuit in relationship with God. Um, the I guess, acceptance and I'm rolling my eyes saying acceptance because it's not about people accepting us. Because, again, if I were heterosexual, I wouldn't even, the word acceptance wouldn't even be, like,
0: wouldn't be a in thing? my
3: brain. It wouldn't be a thing. So, I just, hey, I, my goal is to knock down those walls. To knock down all of these, all of these walls that we have up. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, my biggest, my biggest piece of advice is, um,
2: uh, what did I just say? Uh, keep pursuing your relationship with keep God. Keep pursuing, yeah, yeah,
3: keep pursuing your relationship with God. And all the other stuff, because God loves you, because God knows you, he will place things in your life that need to be there. He will remove things out of your life that doesn't need to be there. And yeah, you just have to, you just have to trust. You just got to trust that God got you. Mm.
2: That's so good. God is the one. God is the one thing that is constant in our lives, right? People change, situations change, financial situations change, jobs change, but God is the constant. That's very good, Viv.
1: Very, very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. This. Just one more thing. I want to thank you for coming. Um. Because this whole time that we've been talking, like, if somebody invites me to a podcast to talk about me being puerto rican i'm like how what <laughs> i'm talking an hour and a half to me about being puerto rican mm-hmm. that's, that's what you're saying it's like mm. you just you just want to live you just just i mean we you know so it, it's like like i don't know how i would do it really i mean if i'm being honest you know what i mean like an hour and a half we're talking about talking about being puerto rican like what? I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. That's there. That one mm-hmm. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But We're then done. it goes.
3: But then it goes to. So, what kind of food did you eat growing up? Uh, yeah. Oh so, what God. made that? What made those foods special? So, when <laughs> as you grew as you grew up, what did the taste of those foods kind of change? Did you incorporate them into <laughs> new meals that you grew up learning? Right, right,
1: right. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, no, mean I, 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 I mean, I could talk. Yes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being. Funny a little bit, you know. Yes, I love my culture and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But just the idea to talk about that—that mm-hmm. that what you are—is so much of deviation, quote unquote mm-hmm. deviation. That oh, hey, let's talk about how you are, and you know, come right. explain to us how you are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I couldn't help but that thought in this time, period, of which, that, I, which, which yeah. I appreciate. I do appreciate, but I'm also like, hmm, this is kind of. Yeah, in a way, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. You know, in a way, it's kind of silly. <laughs> you know,
3: it's better if a host says it than the guest because you don't want to look like <laughs> you know what I mean. Y'all, y'all brought me on for this silly topic. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that, so I don't, I don't think that. So it's better if one of y'all says that. You know what I mean? Because no, but that,
1: I get, I get, I get the, I get the. Oh, I don't know what the right word. Maybe, maybe silly is the right word. But I, I get the idea of, of having to talk about who you are and, and just and the fact that you can do it. That's the thing though. I don't know if I could talk an hour and a half about being Puerto Rican.
3: Cause you never had to. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and that's the point. That, right. that, that's it. No, right. let's just end right there. Ah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. The fact yeah. that, that we live in a society where people have to, have to and not necessarily defend, but explain themselves because we have such a hard time just, just letting people be, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, you know, this is a, this is a podcast about life at the intersection of life, basically, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and life and people, you know, and, and not especially people of color and black folks, but, let's just say, because we're you know we are people representing the diaspora, that comes with a whole bunch of different not complications but complexity, yeah, you know what I mean yeah, so so there's just yeah there's a whole lot that comes with that and and you know so i I appreciate I appreciate the conversation, I mean, silly or not, I appreciate the conversation because I appreciate you know you giving our listeners an opportunity to see something three dimensionally
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean that part to me i think is really really valuable so yeah i definitely i definitely appreciate you being um on the on the pod and and just you know the 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 jewels you dropped and i'm sure i i know it people are still scratching their head in this conversation because it's it's incongruent.
4: Yeah. I'm Christian, and I'm gay. Uh, does not
0: compute. Does not compute. Brain short circuiting. Smoke coming out of <laughs> my ears. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. A- anyway, I want to be that point, Viv. I I very much and you know I'm sure these guys do too. Obviously, but we very much appreciate you being on the podcast, dropping the jewels you dropped. Even just your candor and 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 being willing to have the conversation, um, I, I think is going to be not only informative to folks, but I, I think it's going to be a blessing to folks. I really do. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: I hope so. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me on. I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> you, you, know I mean? you
2: were great. You, this is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank yes. you for no, this making is, the time. This tie. is great. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well... That does it for us for now. As always, if you like the show and the content, if you're encouraged or challenged by it, please like, subscribe, share, and drop us a review. And don't be afraid to do all three. That's going to help folks find us and help them join the community because we can always use more soldiers. And if you have any questions or you want to ask anything about anything we we covered on the show, uh, if you have topics you want us to discuss, if you got a question for Viv, or you just want to reach out, become a member of our community on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian soldier or email us at hello at christiansoldier.com. So y'all thanks again for listening. I'm Abdullah. I'm Andres.
2: And I'm Justine.
0: And until next time y'all keep the faith. Peace. i
2: Amani
1: the christian soldier podcast is brought to you by the christian soldier collective a jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity cultural and ethnic conciliation and social justice within the church the theme song is the ace by Ball Point. the christian soldier podcast is a production of the christian soldier collective and monarch training and development